Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is intended solely for the purpose of personal growth and not as a replacement for professional psychological support. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of this show are not meant to be taken as medical advice. It is very important to seek the help of a qualified medical practitioner when making any shifts to psychiatric medication you may be taking, or if you are experiencing extreme psychological distress. Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adults ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Joseph Ferguson. I have with me the amazing co-host, Bathman Saram. How are you? Hello, my friend. Good evening. Good summer evening to you. Yeah, we can hear the crickets. It's been a while. I know. It's great. I love this. I hope this you is a good backdrop. hope you can get the crickets uh, on the recording. Uh, crickets are good fortune in... Mm-hmm. Chinese. Yep, that is, yep, yep. It's good fortune. Well, they're hanging out in our house, so that's got to be a good thing. <laughs> Uh, so today we are going to be talking about containerizing your life. And basically this is about how do you overcome overwhelm? This is a topic mm. that we've covered in the past. Uh, but specifically we're going to talk about like flooding and things all flooding together. And how do you, uh, what are the processes to peel those pieces apart, put them in containers, put them into to nice little boxes that you know you can place them in so that they don't just run havoc in your head. And I know for for me, this is definitely an issue, and I've had to really work on these um, different ways of, of piecing things apart, putting them into boxes so that I can just manage my life, projects, uh, work life, all those. Um, if, you know, we're, we're human beings, and so things we don't know the difference between like there's a part of our brain that just says 
this is just a thing and this is just a thing and this is just a thing and they all flood together so whether it's work or home or worries about politics or whatever or everything, all of it at the same time everything which is floods together well it's funny what what came across to me when you were saying that is we we may have i, I recall an episode where we we kind of went through this in some capacity but that workshop of yours I was part of a few months ago, to a man and to a woman, this was a common, common theme. It didn't matter the reasons people felt this way. To a man and woman in that workshop, this this container, the art, I think we even talked about it in the workshop. It's an art form to learn to containerize for our hunter type. Yeah. It's 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 an art form, and as we know, an art form doesn't just happen overnight. What what's the uh, ten thousand hour rule? That's right. You know. Yeah. So so you're not alone in your. So I want the audience to know that you're also not alone. It's one thing to recognize the stuff you're going through, and then it's another to not feel alone in. I'm really having trouble content. Yeah. It's you got to. I'm it's still a, working on it. It's a process. That in the, As uh, usual, I blabber, but you get the no, point. No, but that's a really good point because um, it does take time. And um, well, let, let's, let's yeah, start yeah, out, let's let's start out with it. defining the, the problem, which we kind of did. So let's, let's define it even more clearly. So I'm, we'll call it flooding. And flooding basically mm. is all of the details of life flooding together, creating overwhelming anxiety, confusion, can't make a decision because it's like, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? And then not making any decisions and then feeling stuck. So this is all of the, the mechanics of that. Here's the superpower inside this. The superpower is because we have this tendency, this is kind of at the heart of what creativity is. Creativity is people putting pieces together that haven't been put together before. That's a key piece nice. to the puzzle. Yeah. So that's the superpower. For the, our biggest challenge, and I can state this from all of the coaching clients I have, it's the small stuff. It's the yep. little details of life that flood together that create the overwhelm. It's usually, in, in fact, in many cases, center types are really good in really, uh, when there's a lot going on or they got to really show up if it's life or death, center types are actually pretty good at doing that. It's all of that middle area where it's not urgent and there's yep. all these little details that yep. need to get done and they all flood together and then it just create overwhelm and there's no... But so here's the hope. The hope that I want to offer is we're going to give you some key tools that uh, I found extremely helpful that I still have to use every single day. So uh, we've talked about them before, but this this is sort of that's the that's the set and setting. Yeah, and and um, the only thing that that comes to mind pretty strongly actually is. Um, you use the word details a few times in, in what you just said. And to me, I found, and, and, and there's, we've used different terminologies on the podcast and with, with people in my life, when they've observed me going through this experience that you're talking about, where we're kind of not attending to ourselves and, and, and not nurturing who we are as hunter types, is uh, my wife calls it spinning. Like she says, you're spinning right now. Like, and literally we mean like spinning in the details of minutia where all you need to be doing using tools that you're going to talk about today yeah. is come up to the top yeah. and take care. If there's five things you're dealing with where we tend to spin, think of it as being stuck in the mud. However, whatever imagery works for you is we are worrying about 
steps A, B, C, room, Roman numeral one, two, three of each of five categories at once. And we're trying to solve at that level where I found when I'm nurturing, doing, using the tools, the meditations, the mind mapping, everything from your book, when I remember to use those tools, I find what I'm doing is saying, I know I got five things I'm going to take care of. Actually, today is going to be one to three, and it's just going to be the first steps in each tomorrow. Coming up with a plan. We have the power to take care of things on the deep level, but not if we don't have a plan. Once hunter types get a plan, we can be called on to do anything. And see, so this is good. And this is sort of the central metaphor of the book. For those of you who read Drummer in the Great Mountain, the, the metaphor basically is there's a whatever it is that's the giant in your life, the way mm. you, you approach it is you you hit it. Uh, head on. You go towards yeah. it. You know this is the thing that always gets you. It's always the thing that crushes you. So in, so anticipate it, have a plan so that you know you're going to be able to handle the situation. And specifically, that means a lot of the minutiae, a lot of the small details. Having a clear plan in place and you tell yourself, here's what I'm going to do. Speaking, Talking to yourself is a great hunter type tool. You're not crazy. No, it, it's actually You're really not. It, it technically should be one of the things in the list that we're going to talk about because it, it does pull us out of being spun in it and actually just stopping yourself and saying, okay, hold on, let's do X, Y, and Z. Just that thought process right. is a really good tool to actually stop the spin. Okay, so first order of business, and we say this every single time, but I can't stress it enough. If you're not eating well, exercising, and just doing what you need to do to create uh, a good, having enough protein, specifically 30 grams of protein per meal, you're going to be fighting against yourself. So it's going to be a lot harder to use these tools. So if that is like first order business, and I say it all the time, but it it really applies in this situation. I know that if I don't exercise, so as I've mentioned, I think on the previous podcast, because so many things have been going on with family health issues and all these things, I have to run every single day. And if I do, I'm fine. I've been mm. able to handle it because the level of stress has been much higher than usual. So I've had to adapt my process towards it. So... Again, before we go into some of these tools, exercise, diet, good nutrition, meditation is good, but I cannot stress exercise and 30 grams of protein per meal, essential to get your dopamine levels up so you can function and sit down and actually write a list and create and do a mind map. And part of this, as we go through this, is taking breaks, going for walks during the day. Those The, the, the importance of movement cannot be stressed enough in terms of using these tools. And I, I could say this at every single on every single podcast, but it's the reminder we all need. Well, it sets the tone for, for, for using these tools. And then I know you want to get into the specifics of them. Just one thing I wanted to chime in on what you said. Um, and now I'm going to forget because I was trying to write it down. Oh, yeah. Um, keeping in mind this, the 30 grains of protein and the exercise... And you just mentioned something that I, you and I talked about it off air that you said you've been running every day. And I told you for certain health reasons, it is no longer an option for me to say, well, I'm going to take off a day today from exercise. Now that's for actual health reasons, but it's the same for a hunter type. Our, our ability to do those things consistently. And we've both, well, you, I know you've watched me when I'm really nurturing being a hunter type. I cannot tell you that was some magic potion. One of the major 
tools I used was there was not a day I didn't have some form of cardio exercise. It didn't have to be the same. It didn't have to be the same extreme amount, but it's about doing something to just churn things and get things going, relieve that stress. And then that's what enables you to clear the plate to make plans and use tools. Uh, Okay. So in terms of quote unquote containerizing the mm-hmm. best way to th- think about this. And we're going to talk about this more as a, like a meta concept uh, and then drill into some of the specific tools. Think in terms of everything has a bucket. You're putting everything into a specific box. So you know, okay, this goes in this box. This goes in this box. This goes in this box in your brain. This is from a mental perspective. So primarily what we're talking about is, it will go into mind mapping in a second. Bigger categories are really helpful. So specifically, if you're planning out your day, you might want to use the categories we talked about in the book, which is health and body, like just basically health, work, relationships, creative expression, finances, service, spirituality, home, travel and adventure, possessions. Okay, so those are even broader than you need. But basically, if you're sitting down and planning your day, you should think, okay, well, work stuff fits in one box. Okay, that's a big box to put stuff in. Family, maybe another box if you've got family and kids and you're mapping out what you need to do then. And so on. And then as you then start drilling down from there, okay, work, what are the categories in work? Well, I try to, when I work with clients, I try to say, okay, what are the big categories for the stuff you do every single day? So that's a good question I'll put to you. So what, for you, what, (laughs) if you think about your day, your typical work day, it's your new job. Yep. Yep. What are the categories the bigger categories that you things fall inside of? Uh, health for sure. Um, and I've changed things up there since we last really kind of got deep into each other's processes. But for me, um, only because uh, it justifies the current schedule, you know, I used to think the advantage was working out late. So after work, getting to that cardio, that leads to eating a good dinner and leads to a good night's sleep. And I've kind of inversed that, not kind of, I have, which is getting up really early and going and working out. And I'm finding that that kickstart that that gives the day is actually perfect. Then because by the time the energy does wind down, the day does wind down and it's dinner time and it's time to put the kiddo to bed, I'm actually ready for bed, which has been a really nice change in the schedule. So it's about, and, 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 and one of the point A's in that health bucket for me, and maybe there are people out there that can kind of commiserate is, okay, what is that thing that I can do every day? What is my schedule? What is, you know, for me it used to be swimming. We used to talk yeah. about that. Swimming was a thing that kind of got hunter type boring to be frank. Yeah. And then I dropped off. Well, yeah. now I'm kind of doing that and I'm also doing elliptical yeah. and I'm trying to figure out what the walking schedule is going to be, but not just saying I'm going to walk, But like, what is my walking schedule today, which is what I started doing last week in this bucket, which is, okay, there is no choice but to walk after lunch, especially as a hunter type working from home. This is a dangerous territory. That bed is right there. All the comforts of home, you know, you've been through this. So for me, it's health. Health is a big one. And then it. The rest of the buckets are work-related. Okay, so let's go into that because I want to give people good examples. So now let's just take... So, and I'll give you the tools in a second of sure. what, how to do this. What are some of the big categories in relation to work, like correspondence, things like that? What are the the, the big buckets? Um, in the you're... current environment and structure, it's about um, 
what major presentations do I have coming up that I need to prepare for? So that's like presentations. So let's say presentations presentations is one. And then right behind that is where am I on, um, where am I in my, uh, self-improvement, which we're big on, which I love about this. So learning. So learning, education. Okay. And and we have paths and structures and on all that. But each person's really truly responsible. They have goals they need to meet. Yes. But how you get to those goals is is kind of your path. Okay. So then so it sounds like so hearing that I would say is so you have learning and is sales that's too broad of a category would you say that the presentation- no it's technical it's all technical related you know okay. it's about it's about what we do in our platform and, and so on and so okay forth. So-, so learning and then doing prepping for presentations yep. mm-hmm. in person presentations and then underneath that there's like a tree of things that are like oh many trees yeah okay yeah got it. but the coming back to the containers then yep is there any other container what about correspondence I think that's all part of the day. I okay. I don't personally see it as something that I see on the bucket list. It's just kind of, it's kind of automatic. Which which I have to tell you, right now that's not a challenge because I think I see yeah. where you're going. I will tell you that in the previous job, yeah, I had to calendar out, yeah, that between two and two forty five Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah. is when I'm getting back to people on emails because of my position, and how small the company was. Yeah, if I tried to answer emails as they came in, I would never get anything else done. Yes, but this place is a little different. It's not that much of a flood. Got that it. category has not flooded me yet. So that kind of it is as it goes. Okay. So then, then if you're plan- if you're sitting and planning your day, then you have health as one bucket. Oh, Maybe yeah. family is another, right? Family sure, related for sure. items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then- I'm going through it like in, 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 in the hours of the day. Like in the morning, it's like health. What am I doing today for health? Yeah. And it's work. Family usually comes in towards the end of the day. Good. So it, my buckets are almost on a, on a clock dot. That's good. That's you know great. What I mean? like, yeah. Not always people have that. Okay. So the family and then you, so you could work and then underneath work you've got presentations and learning those are the two big big categories and then we drill out from there yeah okay so that's a good example now i'd say for me uh so i would say correspondence definitely falls into well let me let me back up so for i'd say health for sure family definitely i would almost put um mundane tasks there i could maybe put a miscellaneous category where it's like and pay the insurance may do that may call it finances and throw it in there sure sure uh and then work usually has correspondence it'll have things to do with the book and maybe coaching and media development stuff that's going to go into a box so and then treeing down from there. Okay, so we, I think you kind of get the picture. The more you can clearly define the buckets, the more you're able to then take things out of your head and put them on paper or put them into software where you can look at them and they're not just banking around. Okay, so then going into... The, the other way to think about it is projects. That's another way you sure. can think about it. Say the, the family's a project. I mentioned this in the book. Family's a project. Home's a project. That's If that works for you as a mental cue, use that. But it's, again, just like, what are the bigger boxes that things fit into? And if you're listening to this, I do have to note, Michael, because we're here on a podcast and people are either hearing this over their headphones or through their computer. Yeah. If you're hearing this and you have the book, it's really important, and I'll just speak for myself, but I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah. This can't be in the air. This can't be something you're like meant. This has to be written down. Yes. For a hunter type, get that board 
in front of you, that whiteboard, I don't care if it's a mind mapping tool online, which Michael has a few recommendations on, it has to be written down. That's one thing I've noticed as a hunter type is that we have a very keen ability to fool ourselves when we want to fool ourselves. And I've noticed one of the ways is by saying, I got it. It's yeah. all up here. That's right. I got news for you. It's not. Well, here's the point to that. Or that, it gets lost. That's a really good point. And I hear that a lot. And so the, here's the issue. You say, oh, yeah, it's all in my head. Okay. If it's all in your head, the anxiety that you're experiencing is probably through the roof. So exactly. get it out of your head because that's literally it. there's an experience that I have personally when I sit down and I do a mind map, put stuff in it. It's there now. It's like sitting in that box and it's no longer banking around my head. The, the relief... And the clarity is wonderful. Okay, so let's get into it. So the tools, we just mentioned it. I I can't stress enough, mind mapping is the tool that changed my life. Mm -hmm. I actually recently emailed the guy at Texas Instruments that I had worked with Uh on a project in the late 90s and just said, thank you for turning me on to this tool. It changed my life. And I I mentioned the book. Um, So here's the deal with mind mapping. Um, It is not about creating it's not having the map that's most important it's the process of going through and doing the mind map that is most important there was some confusion when we did the workshop and i had to really be clear about that having the the map and carry it around with you that's not the point Mm -hmm. you can do, do the map and then crumble it up and throw it away the process you went through to create the map is what is most important so uh the example and i think i mentioned this on one of my previous podcasts if you Start the way I like to do it is I have a mind mapping software that I use. You can do this on a on a piece of uh, five and uh, eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper landscape. Write it. I usually in the center of the mind map I write you know my awesome day or I, I write some kind of affirmation. Then I have my boxes and so I put the boxes in the big containers in first and I say okay health. I'm planning my day. This is like maybe nine o'clock in the morning. I went for a run or a walk at least, had a protein shake, uh, maybe had a drink of yerba mate just to get my brain booted up. And I sit down and I do this. And I put the affirmation in the middle, put the categories uh, for my day on in a circle around it. So like health, um, work, and then not sub, that's their subcategories there. Miscellaneous maybe. Uh, sometimes I'll put correspondence in its own category and just put all my correspondence in there because they're going to have to do that all at once. So that's sort of, those are the boxes. And then I tree that out. And so under work, I go, okay, what is, uh, let's split that into book related stuff. Let's split it up into like coaching. And then I start putting in, once I've treed that out, I'll start putting in tasks and I'll say, okay, I know that, okay, I need to record a podcast tonight. So I need to map the podcast out. Okay. That's one thing. Two is, okay, I need to get back to someone about this. Okay. I should put that in correspondence. And so as I go through this process, things start getting dropped into different boxes. Uh, and as I do that, I, I'm now filling out things are getting out of my head and on the, and I'm starting to have revelations of like, oh mm. shoot, I've got to do, that's really important. I got to make sure I don't forget that. I got to maybe tell Questa, my, my companion, like I said, you take care of that. Um, it's because by writing it down, you're unpeeling the onion layer yes. and that revelation you hit, you don't get to That's right. unless you've actually written it down because that's what's enabling you to peek underneath. Yeah. This is the exercise. This is the art form. This is getting those things to fire, which don't fire. And I'm not speaking as a scientist or a doctor. I just playing one on the podcast. 
as we always say. But this is my experience. And yes, the, the much reading I've done and through Michael in this podcast, the research I've done, it is that, that it's so critical what you just said to open this, this part of the conversation on Michael. You can literally take the mind map when it's done and toss it away, burn it, do whatever you want for the day. That process you went through in writing that down is what is exercising your hunter type muscle. It is something that's atrophied in us. We don't normally think organized and, and process and logic and all that. By getting into this as, as an exercise that you do daily, that's what's strengthening those muscles. That's it. So that is the key piece to this. As you go through this, so you, you what you're doing is you're starting to train your brain to put stuff into categories. And what I have found after having done this since like the late 90s is my brain just thinks in terms of this. So I can think really fast. Like when I'm putting together even like an outline for a podcast or even working on the book, the muscle that I built so, up by doing this over and over and over again, I'm getting really, I get really good at it. And so I don't have as much flooding anymore. Yeah. Because I I know one I know I've got a tool to work with. Two is I'm able to go to the next step, which is to going back to the mind mapping process. Once you have all those pieces out, now you can go. Is it a one, two, or three, or even just a one or a two? It's like yes, urgent has to get done, very important to do today, or two, not as important. And so part of this process is you start to realize, okay, well, I'm only going to get maybe 50% of this done today. Most of the, I mean, I'd say for me, it depends on, especially hunter types get really creative. They build these big maps and then they feel they you can go the other way and you feel crap because you didn't do any of it. And it's just overwhelming. That can happen. But if you, if you stay diligent with it and you go through this process over and over again, you'll get better at trimming it down and go, okay, this is not really important. I can put that on some list over here and come back to it. And you get, it's always, if the thing is, get the most important things done that day. Yep. And then just the other ones, you just let them go for the time being. But you had to put them down on paper just so you knew they were there. And then it's it's still in the back of your mind. And maybe tomorrow you'll come back and you go, oh, right. I thought you might even look at the map and go, what was that thing? Okay, got it. There's an iterative process. And over time, it gets easier and easier to containerize both your thoughts but then it also starts to reduce the overwhelm where you can get to the place where you might even be able to just make a list, but you really should start here because then you're sometimes, you know, at the end of all this process, you should be able to then get your list of here's the key items I need to do. Oh, let's put some of these on the calendar. So I know that I need to do this in a specific time. All of this is the process of containerizing your thoughts so they do not then just all start flooding in, which they may again, and then you have to go through the process again. You may have to do this like three or four times in a day. Exactly. But do that versus sitting and staring at your computer screen or wandering <laughs> around anxious when you could actually be doing something productive with that energy where you're putting it down, it's getting it off your, and then you can figure out, okay, now what? when you look at it, you can like, what can I do? What can I do with that one thing? Here's this is define if you're feeling stuck and you're feeling overwhelmed and you've gone through this process and you're going through your day, stop and ask yourself, what is define it? Define the challenge. Define what is happening. It, sometimes journaling is helpful. That's another huge useful tool to go. If if it's an emotional thing that's really heavy, it has nothing to do with logistics, write just write down your thoughts to see if you can get as clear as you can about what it is the challenge is because once you clarify it then you can look at it then you can make it you can make a, a decision on it you can 
call for for support on it but if you don't know what it is and it's all bunching together you're you're lost you're lost at sea can i two two light bulbs that went on one what you said about how now things are in certain ways in certain categories second nature for you you don't have to go back to the beginning of the process because you've done the mind mapping so much for my this is a podcast for creative people right yes so to my musician friends out there you know, it's Pavlovian dog syndrome. You get you get electrocuted enough, then you learn. And for me, it I still am stunned at myself about how ridiculously and people have said this about me, how when it comes to music, preparing for a gig, getting to the gig, the gig itself, cleaning up, how organized I am. And you know what? It surprises me every time, but there's a reason. I got burned enough, and it's also, with Hunter Types, it's important. It's something I'm passionate about. It's not yeah. something I have to do. Yeah. Music has always been something I wanted to do, and then it became a career, so on and so forth. My point is this. I used to have to have a list that said, make sure you have the set list for the band, because the band gets frustrated when I have to call out a song on stage. Make sure you don't forget that pedal. Don't forget the power. Don't forget that pedal doesn't use power anymore. It uses better. All the minutia I used to have to write down. First of all, I had to be in enough pain and in enough suffering <laughs> yes. to get to the point that I made that list. That's but then right. that's where the exercise began. Yeah. I made that list over the last 10 years enough. The last two or three years, I don't remember the last time I had to check a list to make sure I packed the right amp for that gig because of that instrument. That it's. I literally just had a gig the other night. And I'm like, wow, this is so second nature. So I just wanted to note that yeah. as a proof to my musician and creative friends out there, it does work. At some point, you have to choose that you've suffered enough by not having it, yes. and you're going to do something about it. So when you get to that point, that's a good feeling. Don't 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 beat yourself up for it. Yeah. When you've just had enough of yourself, that's good because you're going to make a change. Okay, so that's, that this is that's such a good point, and I think that coming back to this thing of mind mapping, and some people are like, "Oh, I got to learn this thing." When the pain gets so strong that you have to figure out what you need to do, you should try it because yeah. it, it actually may help. And it's really um, the so to to kind of cap that one. Yep. My suggestion, as I mentioned before, is just get online, type in free mind mapping software. Whether you're using a tablet, I recommend a computer like a laptop. It's the best way to do it. Yeah. I think if you're if you're computer fluent, it's the easy, it's the most uh, useful tool. Like learn the the keyboard shortcuts is another key one. Like knowing how you can do the map really fast. Watch the the video on YouTube that shows you how to do that particular software. The keyboard shortcuts are really helpful. If you're doing it on an iPad, that's great. But, you know, learn how to do it on a sheet of paper first. Oh, that's the key. Because it, then doing it on the computer is just second nature. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. don't worry about having all the colored markers and all that. If, you, if, if it makes you, if it's, it makes it enjoyable, go for it. But if it makes it overly complex where you're like, oh, then I got to get all this stuff together, <laughs> I can just do it on, on, a, on an envelope. I like, was just going to say, there's been, in workshops I've been with you, I notice people are just like me. One of the first questions they ask is, am I doing it right? And I was like, oh, I remember when I was like that. There is no, and correct me as always, Michael, yeah. if I'm wrong, there is no doing it right. No. There is no, oh, your mind map gets an A+. plus. Yours yeah. needs a little bit of work. Yes. It's just the basics of the process. Now, what works for you is what works for you. It might not be what works for the next hunter type next That's to you. That's right. So don't stress yourself out. I just want right. to emphasize that. You literally- oh, this, the, Well- if, if you're really trying it and it's not working, then that means 
that's not right for you, but it doesn't mean that it's not right by any standard, I guess. That's right. Yeah, saying. yeah. I mean, it could just be you sit down on a sheet of, sheet of paper and you, you you do a variation of this. You get the, get the un, understand the 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 gist of it and then take it wherever you want to go. But my mapping is just there's a lot of tools available. It makes it easier to do it. And I hear from, I'd say about seventy percent of the people that I work with chime in and then there's about 30% that are like, eh, it's not my thing, which is fine. Totally. Just then just get yeah. it used to like writing it down on a piece of paper. If you yeah. have to just make your list, that's cool. Uh, the key is just think in terms of containers, think in terms of hierarchy, and then it'll be easier then to just know where to put things. Okay. So a couple more points then, yeah. uh, to wrap up. Um, this also carries through to folder systems, like where you're you're filing your, your finances and whatever, like like your tax documents and all that. Think again in terms of what is the bigger container. Like if you're if you've got physical folders, you can get those bigger brown folders where you put in the smaller folders underneath. Same thing. That's the the big brown folder is the container, and then underneath that's all the little subpoints of the the smaller Manila folders. Um, on your computer, it's the same thing. Think in terms of projects, make folder structures that, that use some of those categories. It could just be like health. I mean, I definitely got a health folder on my, my computer. Uh, work and then just split things out into those sub those subfolders. It, this carries through through all of that hierarchy as well. So you have health is like the top level folder. You make a folder underneath there. And then all there's, there may be dental. There may be another one for uh, your HMO. There may be, you know, uh, like a miscellaneous folder. We have like blood type and history stuff, whatever. That's an example. Same with work. Just put your projects in underneath there. Think in terms of big, big to smaller to smaller to smaller. This is also how, if you've learned drawing, that's one of the things they recommend is think in terms of don't go right into the details. Start moving from, go from bigger shapes to smaller shapes to smaller shapes to smaller shapes. One thing I've noticed when we've been at seminars together, workshops, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. For our non-technical friends, they get overwhelmed when they're like, well, the the, the paper, the the physical folder thing in a file cabinet doesn't work for me anymore. But, you know, I'm not technical. There is, I, I promise you, there's no part of you that has to be technical to create a Dropbox account and, and have something online that you can access anywhere. And the reason I bring this up is I had yeah. to go through some pain in this category, which was there was a time I had certain folders in cert of these buckets we're talking about. I had them on my Mac at home on the hard drive. Then other buckets, uh, finances, my taxes specifically, were on Dropbox. I'm like, well, I never know when I'm going to need to look up. It started getting so frustrating and then I literally, again, the suffering was enough. I sat down one day, took about two hours, and I transferred everything. This is not an advertisement for Dropbox. Any cloud sharing platform will do. Everything is now in Dropbox. I know it's secure, and I don't have anything on there, like social security number or anything like that. But literally now, if I'm at someone's house and I need to retrieve a folder, I'm at a tax office, and I'm like, oh, no. That's at home. Nope, it's not at home. It's right there on my phone, on the cloud, and it's just it. It makes it makes the spinning much less, and then you can actually get to the tasks that you have in mind. Because there was a time I would literally would go somewhere. I'd need something I'm like, well, it's on the hard drive at home in that yeah. folder. Hey, honey, can you go to my Mac? Yes. Email me. You don't know how to zip. I mean, I, too much suffering. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to make that point that it's it. You don't have to be technical to get yourself 
technically organized. It's no, just no. like any other system. You do basically containerizing hierarchy. Think That's in terms of hierarchy. No. Big to small. Again, like I just come back to drawing. I've Boulders. been learning drawing a lot. You, 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 big shapes to smaller shapes to smaller shapes to smaller shapes. That's the way to go. So bigger containers to smaller containers to smaller containers. That way you can you can prioritize. You can put you primarily. It's knowing where to put stuff. You're yep. clear about this is where this goes. This is where this goes. This is where whether it's a physical item or it's a thought. You're putting it down. You're putting it in a container. And that process. That's a muscle that you can build. Highly recommend using mind mapping because it really does exercise that muscle better than anything else I found. And over time, you can get better and better at preventing flooding as you go through your day. And you may have to do this like, you know, 10 times throughout the day. If you're really anxious and there's a lot going on, you might have to journal a lot and then you may have to do another mind map or whatever you need to do. But I mean, what's most likely is you'll do one in the morning, map your day out. From there, you'll, you'll, You'll build your action item list for the day that you can carry around with you or use like some kind of app to do it. And then you take some of those items and you put them on your calendar, whether it's that day or if you can put it in time, all the better. That's like another layer of just taking it and putting it in a container. And that container is a slot in time. I think we covered it. We got it. All right. Nailed it. So thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed uh, the special live in-person presentation. I love it when we do these. That's it. We used to, what, our first two years was, even though we're six miles apart doing it on Skype, it's really so much more fun in person. Yeah. One day we'll have the simulcast on video and on YouTube. And the, yeah, that. we actually have video coming in here. The, the Although nobody really wants to see me. They prefer to hear me. Yeah, I, I don't think that. so. I, th- I think you got a fan club. I hear from people. They're like, they're, they you keep hear asking, things? when are you going to be on the you podcast hear again? Things. That's there great. you go. Thanks so much for tuning in. Take care of yourselves and your health. Be well. Until next time. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. To access our full audio catalog, purchase the book, or take the free assessment quiz, visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com. We're a small press. Reviews really help us spread the word. If you've been enjoying this podcast, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Goodreads, or on the podcast directory or app you discovered us on. If you're new to this podcast, we encourage you to go back and listen to the first 20 episodes, where we go chapter by chapter through the book. Come join our online community on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Visit drummerinthegreatmountain.com and visit the links in the upper right-hand corner. Let us know if you have a topic or guest you would like featured on the podcast. Just visit the contact page on our website.